Wednesday. I'm fired up today. Bucks with a dominating win last night. Packers getting ready for the stretch run. I know it's kind of crappy weather, but uh, tonight we're down at Stenny's for the huddle. Looking forward to that. Second to National, Walker's point six to eight tonight. All brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Looking forward to it. Should be a good crowd. Should be a lot of fun tonight. So we're looking forward to all of that. It's a good good Wednesday today. Feeling good today. I had some meetings this morning. Got a, got a chance to take care of some business and get some stuff done. Got to actually got some sleep last night. So feeling rather spry today. Ben, how you doing today? Oh, probably as the weather. A little, little dreary. <laughs> sleepy. Crappy? Wet. Crappy? Yeah. Okay. Wet. Why are you wet? No. I, just, <laughs> just emotionally. Okay. <laughs> just... I woke up wet today. Had no idea why. Either there's a leak in the ceiling or I peed to bed. I don't remember. It's like the old uh, Ron White, uh, the comedian. He says, you know what? I went out drinking last night. We were in Vegas. And I don't know what happened. You got to check security. But somebody broke into my room and pooped my pants in the middle of the night. That's the, that's the kind of thing. Like, if I woke up wet, you don't know why. Got to look within yourself. Just saying. Uh, 877-867-167. We got a lot of stuff today, don't we? A lot of stuff. Just stuff on the on the docket. Just all kinds of stuff. Uh, we're going to talk with uh, Mark Schofield, uh, SB Nation, coming up here a little bit later on today. Going to talk with him about the rest of the NFL. The scenario uh, for the Green Bay Packers to actually find themselves in the postseason, if indeed it should possibly happen. We'll get into that discussion coming up a little bit later on. Uh, you've also got, uh, you've also got, uh, some, let's see here. What else do we have today? You've also got, uh, this is, uh, Mark who says that, uh, today he says, uh, the Green Bay Packers begin their stretch run, which is actually the sound that I, po- I posted, uh, or actually the title that I posted. This is the stretch run and the scenario getting down the stretch run is the Packers have to win out which we all suspected. The Giants have to lose three out of four. Washington has to lose three out of four. Seattle has to lose two out of four. I think the first portion of that is unlikely. That's, you know, the Packers to win out, I I just, I I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't want to be the bucket of cold water on anybody else's optimism. But for for the Giants to lose three out of four, I can see it. I think they'll lose to the Vikings. I think they'll lose to the Eagles, and I think they'll lose to the Commanders. They play the Commanders. So for Washington to lose three out of four, and if they win this weekend, that means Washington then has to turn around and lose the next three out of three. They they could lose to the Niners, of course. They could lose to the Cowboys, of course. They're not losing to the Browns. I don't think it's going to happen. I believe it's the Giants losing three out of four or Washington losing three out of four. Or? Yes, they don't both have to happen. You need oh, one of the okay. two. Well, I could still see. Well, you know what? That could happen. I think the Giants, put it this way, I think the Giants, they're they're done. I think the rest of their, I don't think they lose to the Colts, but I think they lose to Washington. I think they lose to Minnesota, and I think they lose to Philadelphia. I That happens. Okay, I do see it. it says or There's a little tiny word or in the middle of all of that. Okay, I see that. Oh, it's the classic the plus college depth chart move. Yes, the right? old or, or designation. Uh, then Seattle, Seattle will lose two out of four. They'll probably get beat by the Niners this weekend. They got the Chiefs. They they could lose to the to the Jets as well. 
I don't think they lose to the Rams, but they could lose the next three. Absolutely. But for the, the Giants to lose the next three out of whoever wins the game between the Giants and Washington has a legitimate shot at losing three out of four. But the Packers to win out, I say, I think certainly, uh, you know, I, you know, what's really interesting, Ben, is everybody I talked to over the last 24 hours, it's like, wow, you know, once they get past uh, L.A. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What makes you think they're getting past L.A.? I don't you know. Look, LA's a bad team. I, I agree with that. But we've been doing this all season long. Well, they should beat the Giants, and they didn't. Well, they should beat the Jets, and they didn't. You know, you start looking at the teams that they were losing. Oh, they're going to beat the Lions. And we said, well, wait a minute. Because the Lions traditionally play the Packers pretty well at home. So, yeah. I'm not eh, that could that could that could not be an easy game for the Green Bay Packers. That that could be that could be somewhat troublesome. You know? Well, they're gonna be Washington. They should be Washington, no problem. And they they lost. And then we knew they'd lose to the Bills. At least in the Bills game, we went, Oh, maybe they found a run game. Maybe they discovered some things. And then the very next week they come back and only put up nine against the Lions, remember? Now, they could have beaten the Commanders, yes. The Jets whooped their ass. They could have beaten the Giants, yes. They could have beaten the Lions, yes, had it not been for three different red zone turnovers, two of which were picks. They 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 had a shot at possibly beating Tennessee, but Tennessee just had beat them in the trenches. And they played really well offensively against the Eagles. They just defense couldn't get off the damn field. So will the real Green Bay Packers please stand up? And most likely it is what your record says you are. So I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not chalking it up as a win for against the Rams coming up on Monday night. Now the Dolphins, I, the whole going to Florida thing. They don't win there. Remember earlier this year it was ugly, but they knocked off Tampa Bay. They did win that game. So they won 14 to 12. It was an ugly game defensively. They played okay. Actually, they played pretty well. They only gave up 12 points against Tom Brady and company. But at the time, I mean, my God, they were the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were so incredibly banged up, it wasn't funny. But they won. To, so to say they never win in Florida, they did. Could they do the uh, the sweep, so the, kind of the most unlikely thing to happen? I, that's probably going to be their stumbling block. The Vikings, I think, one, are coming back down to earth a little bit. And two, I also think that that, that Lions game and that Vikings game, those two games, that's divisional revenge games. If they get past the next two games, the Rams and the Dolphins, and have a legitimate shot at getting in, I think the energy level changes. I think uh, two weeks off and giving the quarterback time to rest and, and rest that thumb changes. I think getting Romeo Dobbs back can change things. There is reason for optimism. Whether or not it actually happens, eh, that's a whole other scenario. But what is your belief? Uh, I guess what we could do is put up a poll. That sounds like a poll question, doesn't it, Ben? Do you believe? With all the scenarios, the Packers can actually get themselves into the postseason. You know, then there's the sarcasm. Matt says, this is the funniest tweet I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Well, Matt, you're an asshole. 7867-1670. You can hit us up. Uh, this one's from Jason. Uh, it says, uh, the hardest part of the Green Bay Packers going into the postseason will actually be getting wins. Yes, they're going to be one of the hottest teams in the NFL, but they still don't have enough weaponry to beat a really good defense, in my opinion. 
Uh, Ron Talk Sports says the hardest part for the playoff scenario is just simply winning out for the Green Bay Packers. Brett says, what was the best defensive performance all year? That was probably against Tampa Bay. Uh, Trevor says, having been a fully healthy uh, wide receiving core all season long, Monday night they will finally be. Uh, will everybody be back on Monday night? I believe so, right? It looks like Dobbs will. It looked so, yeah, yes. Romeo Dobbs said yesterday he should be. So I would assume everybody is going to be back. And yeah, Cobb's back, obviously. Yeah, they should have everybody back. They should have everybody back. It's also off a of bye week, so we don't get the old Matt LaFleur and the team somehow complaining about travel or the timeline or, oh, we're playing mm-hmm. a noon game. It's sleepy which is, right. I feel like, persisted throughout the season. Right. Well, I'll tell you this. If you <laughs> if you can't come out and get up for games that, that you, you pin your back against the wall, that every game matters and every play matters, if you can't get up for that, then, you know, if, if, if I'm good at Kinston, you don't have a long-term contract, you don't belong on this team. You don't belong anywhere in the NFL for that matter. You know, you're getting paid quite a bit of money. Now, granted, it's different levels, but to go out and be competitive, to go out with pride, to go out and play for your, your own contract as an independent contractor, all that stuff, you, you, should be, you should be out doing that. And if you can't do that, then you have no business playing in the NFL. Just my opinion. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, this one is from uh, Dick. Dick says, uh, hey, Bill, way to lead off the show, making me believe and get hope. Uh, I was all confirmed that the Green Bay Packers season was pretty much over, and now I wanted to go off and do other things on Sunday. Now I can't. Well, yeah, you can because they don't play till Monday. Ha! Ha! There you have it. I, look, I I proclaimed their their season dead weeks ago. Weeks ago, the, the likelihood of this all happening is is pretty nil. But there is a possibility. Going back to the mid portion of the season, when you were looking at. Um, say what the Giants were doing or Washington was doing. When you started getting into that, you thought, well, wait a minute. The Giants are for real. There's no way the Giants are going to start to falter, right? And then, sure enough, you start to look at the Giants, and you're thinking to yourself, man, they beat the Packers, they beat the Ravens, they knocked off the Jaguars. They lost a a tough one to Seattle in Seattle. Then they come back against the Texans, and you're thinking to yourself, my God, this team's 7-2. and Well, since then, they've, they've lost three, tied once. They haven't been able to put up a win since. And the team they just tied 20 to 20 with a couple of weeks ago, they've got them. They're staring down the barrel of them again, but at their place this time, coming up this weekend. Then they've got a pretty tough Vikings team, even though everybody believes the Vikings. The Vikings, I believe, are a better version of New York. They're a good team, they're not a great team. Um, Most people look at them while they're going to be. Now, if it wasn't for the Eagles running away with the division, then you'd probably look and say, okay, which one's the less paper champion in the East? You'd probably say the Cowboys. But I don't think anybody believes that the Giants are a legitimate threat, much like the Vikings. But they do play the Vikings. I think the Vikings are a better team. They play the Vikings actually at U.S. Bank Stadium. Tough place to play. Then they get the Colts at home. Well, they should win that game. But then their next the three tough games the Giants have to play, too, are all on the road. They play at Washington, at, at Minnesota, and at Philadelphia. So it's it's likely 
knowing what we know and seeing what we've seen, that they lose down the stretch, that they lose three of their next four, it's likely. So that scenario becomes real, right? And then you look at the commanders and you say, well, you know, I don't know if they're going to be able to necessarily get the job done either. But then again, if they get a win over the Giants, then they have to lose the next three. Now, they go on the road to San Francisco to play the 49ers in the uh, the resurging Brock Purdy. So you could say, you know, that's that's a tough one. They could very well lose that game. They're not losing at home to Cleveland. I just don't believe that. And then the Cowboys come a-calling. And the Cowboys, I don't think the Cowboys are going to be fighting for anything other than maybe a position. They could be fighting with uh, Minnesota at that point for the second, uh, you know, the overall second in uh, the NFC playoff-wise in seeding. But I think the Cowboys will still beat Washington. So the Washington Commanders could still win that thing because I don't think they're going to lose to the Browns. They could lose two, but I don't think they lose three of their next four. You know what I mean? So it's up to the Packers. Packers have a legitimate chance. And I mentioned Seattle before, and we were talking about, you know, the schedule and, and the way things are going to be playing out. And and you look at Seattle and what Seattle has to do. to, to They have to lose two of their next uh, four. And they've got the 49ers coming into their place this weekend. But then they go on the road to take on the Chiefs. Three of their next four are at home, though. The Jets then come into town. If they if they if they beat the 49ers, chances are they could still lose two out of their next three. They could lose to the Chiefs and lose to the Jets, but I don't think they lose to the Rams. And the Rams game, that Rams game's actually in Seattle. Now, who knows? Maybe the Rams get a resurgence because of Baker Mayfield and he starts to feel it or something, but I kind of doubt it. But there you go. Could it happen? Sure it could. The likelihood of it? Uh, I I don't know if the Packers have it in them to win out. So there you go. That's it. That's your scenario. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. We'd love to talk to you. 877-867-1670. You want to find us over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find Ben Kenny at Ben Z Kenny, at Ben Z Kenny. You can also find us on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. We're on YouTube under uh, the Bill Michael Show. You can find us on Twitch TV. You can find us on all the podcasts, which is Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts as well. The website, thebillmichaels.com. That's thebillmichaels.com. Find us over there. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We're going to come back, get back into all of this. If you are a believer or not, which I don't think most of you are, but, you know, we'll see. And then uh, kind of go from there. Going to hear a little bit from Luke Fickle today, some from uh, from uh, Aaron Rodgers yesterday. They had a light practice yesterday. They get back at it again tomorrow. So then their regular kind of work week begins. Instead of doing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they're going to do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, getting in preparation for the Monday night contest. So they'll be back at it again tomorrow. We've got Mark Schofield coming up from SB Nation. We'll talk a lot of NFL overall with him and get his thoughts on the scenario for the Green Bay Packers. Don't forget, coming up tonight, we're on the road. We're at Stenny's Second and National, Walker's Point. We're going to be there for the Bill Michaels Huddle tonight, 6 to 8. It is brought to you by Bud Light. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. But come on down tonight. Great wings. Really, really good wings. The Bill Michaels Garlic Cheese Bread is going to be going. And we're going to have a lot of fun down there this evening. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back in. Good to have you today. Bill Michael Show. Off and running on a, on a, on a Wednesday. Don't forget, coming up later on today, the... Um, the uh, um, the Bill Michaels huddle coming up later on today is 6 o'clock. So uh, 6 to 8 later on this evening, go ahead and give us a shout. Mark Schofield, SB Nation, joining us on the hotline. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing well, Bill. How are you today? I'm doing great. I, uh, I You know, it, it's interesting because we're sitting here talking about the scenarios in which the Green Bay Packers can find themselves in the postseason. And you talk about the Giants or Washington losing the next three out of four, which is not out of the realm of possibility depending on who wins this game and loses this game between these two teams coming up this weekend. Obviously, then Seattle has to lose a couple, and the Packers have to win out. Did the Packers, in your opinion, find anything in the game against the uh, – did the Packers find anything in the game against the Chicago Bears? Yeah, I, I, as we talked about last week, I think there are things that are notable from that game and have been notable over the past couple of weeks, their ability to at times create some explosive plays in the passing game. You know, their ability to sort of generate some offense. That's been a big question for this team, really over the course of the season, you know. And their ability to do that, I think, could help them down the stretch. I think also when you look back at the Packers, you know, over the past couple of weeks, certainly that game against Chicago now might have to do with the offense that they were going up against. But defense looked a little bit better than we've seen from them in weeks past. And so that could also give them a pathway to perhaps win it out like you said they need to. And going into this game Monday night, the Rams are in an interesting situation because they certainly need a win to keep their, albeit extremely slim, playoff hopes alive. But they also need some results in the games around the NFL as well. And they might find out, you know, by Sunday afternoon that they're eliminated. And so that certainly helps Green Bay going forward. But it is a narrow path that they have. And it might be just a question of, while they still have a path right now, it might be all the answers that they found to the questions that have been vexed in them over the past couple of months, they might have found those answers a little bit too late. The uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, they get in Dominican Sue, Linval Joseph, they shore up their, their run defense, which has been proven over the last couple of games. Uh, are they really the most complete team in the NFC? Because I think Minnesota is somewhat of a paper champion. San Francisco still, as much as we like Purdy, even though they got a great uh, a great defense. Debo Samuel's down. We're not sure if Purdy's the answer. Tampa Bay as a division leader, we all know Tampa Bay's not that good. Dak Prescott with Dallas can win you a game or lose you a game just as easily. The, the Giants are kind of a paper champion. Washington, I don't think they're ready to fly yet. I mean, is it just Philadelphia and everybody else? I think so. And, you know, the idea that the Eagles are such a complete team, it shows up in a number of different ways. Like you said, Bill, their run defense was a problem a couple of weeks ago. You know, Britton Joseph and Sue helps getting Jordan Davis back certainly helps. But I really love offensively the different ways they can beat you. And we've seen that over the past couple of weeks, right? You look at that game against Green Bay. When Green Bay was struggling to stop the run, They ran the ball extremely well in that game because they knew, look, this is our best pathway to win. The next week against Tennessee, Tennessee, much better run defense, but a defense that has struggled in in the past game. They lead into throwing the football. You look last week against New York Giants, some questions in the downfield coverage from the New York Giants. What do they do? They attack downfield in the passing game. Anytime an NFL offense has more than one way to beat you, 
you're in a very good spot as an NFL offense, as an NFL team. Because if you think about what defensive coordinators want to do, you know, talking to people like Bill Belichick, and they always say, look, we want to make you fight with one arm behind your back. We want to take away what you do best. And so if you're a one-dimensional offense, that can work in the regular season. You know, that can work perhaps a game or two in the postseason. But if you want to make a deep run, you better be able to, you know, if they try to take away what you do best, you're going to be able to fight with that one arm tied behind your back because the other one is pretty darn good at what it does. Look at the Vikings. Like you mentioned, we've scratched our heads about the Vikings all season long. Back to their summer bill. Detroit on Sunday, they shut down their running game. And, yes, Kirk Cousins had a fantastic game throwing the ball, and Justin Jefferson is a tremendous talent, but they weren't able to win the game because they took away what the Vikings perhaps do best or want to lean into offensively. The Eagles have that ability If you want to take away their run game, they can beat you throwing the ball. If you want to take away their short passing game and screen game, they can throw it deep. If you want to take away the pass game, they can lead into the run. The most complete team, certainly in the NFC, and if not, perhaps the entire NFL. The the AFC, uh, we all thought Buffalo was going to be the team to beat, and they're back to 10 wins, and they've got the tiebreaker right now over Kansas City in the head-to-head win percentage. Kansas City... They're getting it done. Patrick Mahomes having a hell of a season. You get to the AFC North, and Baltimore has won six of their last seven. Cincinnati has won seven of their last eight. Give me your thoughts on those two teams. I don't necessarily look at Tennessee or Miami even as Tua has struggled here as of late. I don't look at a lot of those teams and say, boy, you got a lot of worry there about uh, who is going to beat either Kansas City or Buffalo going into the uh, going into the Super Bowl. Look at I look at Baltimore and I look at Cincinnati as the two teams as legitimate threats. Yeah, and I think the focus is probably on Cincinnati right now. We're waiting on word about Lamar Jackson, who obviously missed last week. He's got the PCL sprain. You know, you wonder about his health over the next couple of weeks and what that could do for Baltimore. Provided he's healthy, obviously they're a dangerous team because of what he can do at the position and the you know, problems he can cause opposing defenses. But I really think you look at Cincinnati right now and what, Bill, they've figured out over the past couple of weeks, both in the run game and the pass game. You know, back in October when they had their bad start, two and three, and they couldn't figure out two high coverages, and they were really struggling to get, come up with answers to those questions when defenses would show them too high, you know, how they were going to be able to attack them and break them down in the pass game. They've certainly figured that out. Since then, you know, Joe Burrow has been fantastic, one of the best in the NFL when faced with two high coverages. And, of course, when you go to single high, what can they do? You've got T. Higgins, Jamar Chase on the outside. You know, they love those back shoulder throws, which are so hard to defend anyway. But, you know, when you're in man coverage, single high, it's almost impossible to defend those with the chemistry Burrow has with those two receivers. They figured out both an under center and a shotgun run game because that was another one of their problems early in the year. They were very transparent with what they did schematically. If Burrow was under center, they were going to run. If he was in the shotgun, they were going to throw. They didn't have tendency breakers. They had figured out some of those as well. You know, Hendrickson's injury is an interesting thing to watch because that's a big part of what they do defensively. But Lou Amarano has figured out, you know, certainly with what he's done against Patrick Mahomes over their past couple of meetings, slowing down that Chiefs offense. You can sort of see some carryover perhaps if they face the Buffalo Bills in the postseason. And so, because of how they've looked, how they've done it, and perhaps most importantly, how they've figured out answers to their most vexing questions, I really like where the Bengals are right now. 
Uh, I want to go back to talking about uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs here for a minute. And Patrick Mahomes just continues to get it done in, in many different ways. Don't get me wrong. you got Travis Kelsey, and it's always great to have that, that giant safety net that has the athleticism to be able to put it into the end zone. But the fact that he has made something of Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Justin Watson, Juju Smith-Schuster, they don't have this this all-star, like, superstar talent on the outside, but it's like everything they do works. Is it just because the combination of, of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and the relationship and the understanding and utilizing the talent that they have, is that what makes them so good? I think so. And, you know, this organization deserves a ton of credit for how they've constructed their offense and how they've adapted their offense you know, certainly over the, the past couple of years, but, you know, into this season, because if you think back to where we were in August with a lot of questions about, you know, when you look at the AFC West, we all thought, you know, I was on every show, every time I came on with you, Bill, it's all oh, that AFC West is, is fantastic, but here we are again. And she's on the cups, cups of another AFC West title. You know, the questions we had about the chiefs in relation to the rest of the teams in that division was basically, how are they going to generate explosive plays? You know, they lost Tyree Kill. You know, how are they going to generate explosive plays offensively? Well, they put their players in a position to be successful. They put, you know, formations and use of personnel, and they leaned into three tight end packages at times to create some favorable matchups when some of those receivers were banned up. They do such a good job at adapting their offense, not just season to season, not just game to game, but sometimes drive to drive. They figure out, oh, this is what a team's doing. You know, this is what they're doing when we show this formation. This is what they're doing when we show this motion. And they figured that out so quickly. And it certainly doesn't hurt that you have Patrick Mahomes, who, Bill, like you said, just finds ways to get it done. Flip passes, no-look passes. You know, he's such a talent at the position. And so you combined what Reed and the enemy scheme up, you combined the talent that they have in Patrick Mahomes' hands. It makes for such a dangerous combination. Now, if they see Cincinnati again, they'll have to figure some stuff out because like we just talked about, they seem to have some answers for KC. But other teams still struggle with them, and it makes them such a formidable opponent. Uh, I, you know, there's uh, going over to the NFC or the AFC, excuse me. I really like what Tennessee brings to the table. I just don't think they have enough weaponry to get it done. I like the fact that they play discipline. They don't have a ton of stars. I mean, obviously Derrick Henry, once he gets, but, but you know what? Teams have just said, Hey, if you take down Derrick Henry and make Tannehill one dimensional, he's not the guy to beat you. So as much as I like Tennessee going into this season as the four seed, I don't think they last very long. Do you? No, I don't. And it sort of gets back to the conversation around the Eagles, right? Because, you know, that idea of if you're, you know, a defensive coordinator, you know, and you see them, you know, say, for example, the Patriots somehow sneak in and there's a matchup between the Patriots and the Titans at some point in the playoffs. Bill Belichick is going to say, we're going to stop Derrick Henry. You know, we're going to make Ryan Tannehill beat us, you know. And Tennessee right now, over this course of the season they haven't shown that if a game is put into Tannehill's hands he has the ability and perhaps the weapons around him to win football games Traylon Burks has had some nice moments but it just seems like if they're forced into a shootout or if they're forced to be a one-dimensional passing team that's going to be where they struggle now what they do offensively the way they could run the football it might be enough to get them a win but I think like last year even when they were the first overall seed in the AFC there's just questions about if it comes down to a, a Ryan Tannehill game, if the game is put into his hands, is he going to be able to, to, to deliver? Or are we going to see what we saw last year in that divisional game where 
He threw three interceptions, and he had a chance to win that game even with the first two late in the game, and he throws his third. And so when you think about complete teams, they are certainly not on that list. It might be enough to win them a game, maybe two, but even that I'd hard-pressed to see. Uh, before I let you go, you got the, the game coming up on Monday night, going back to the Packers. Packers coming off of the bye. Aaron Rodgers' thumb heals up and gets the extra week. Uh, I'm not saying they have this run in them. I know at the beginning of the season, though, we thought this defense would be better. Now, granted, they've lost uh, Rashawn Gary. Stokes has been down for quite some time. The, the uh, fundamentals of the inability to tackle has been uh, a nemesis to this team. But if this team gives us a semblance of what they thought they would be, do they have that capability? Is there any hope for them to win out? I mean, there's certainly hope for them to win out. I mean, and it starts, like you said, Monday night against a team that you know just signed a new quarterback that might find out on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, and look down. Playoff hopes are, are gone, have been dashed by the combination of results around them. So I think that, yes, that certainly helps. You look at the remainder of the schedule after that game, just one road game, that's at Miami against a team that, like you said, you mentioned it earlier, defenses might have figured out some things over the past couple of weeks against the Dolphins. You look at that game Sunday night, the Chargers, they play more press man coverage, try to get in those receivers' faces a bit. Yes, Hill, Waddle, they're fast, but if you take away an early read, you take away the ability for Tua Tango to just throw to a spot against zone coverage, you can slow them down a bit. And then after that game, two more home games against the Minnesota team that we sort of talked about with Paper Tigers. Detroit's come on, certainly. You give them a lot of credit. You know, there's a window for them to win, win out. There certainly is that pathway for them. Started Monday night against a team that kind of locked things down a bit. So having this late bye might actually, you know, like you said, Rodgers has rested up, healed up. It could really pan out for them. There's still a shot. There's still hope in Green Bay. Mark, always good to talk to you, buddy. I look forward to next week, and who knows, maybe we're talking about a lot more hope regarding the Green Bay Packers and their fan base. Okay, appreciate it. Sounds good, my friend. Hope is a powerful thing. We'll talk next week. <laughs> right, I know. Talk to you soon. There you go. Mark Schofield, SB Nation. You can find him at Mark Schofield, S-C-H-O-F-I-E-L-D, at Mark Schofield over on Twitter. You can find him over there. Good stuff. Um the uh, there's a couple things here. Um, you know, we were talking about uh, San Francisco being a complete team, and Matt said, "Oh, come on, LOL." No, Debo Samuel's down at, at least the next three to four weeks with a high ankle sprain. Purdy has been an energizing, terrific story, but a, a game and a half does not. It doesn't make you a a playoff contending quarterback. It makes you a guy that has got a couple of emotional wins. And now we see what you can do the rest of the way because he's going to be the guy that takes the team the rest of the way. It, it's like people that overreact after two drives with Jordan Love. Oh, you got to see him. He, he's dynamite. You got to see him. Well, no, he's two drives. Be realistic. Could he play that way? Sure he could. But you don't know. But don't act like he's that. Because what he has shown you up until this point, the majority of what he has shown you has not been good. He gave you two drives. Enjoy that. And hopefully he builds upon that. But I try to look at that in a very realistic light. And when you take Debo Samuel off that, that offense, you still have Kittle and company. I agree. But you got it. it the, the onus goes more to Purdy. I just want to see what Purdy can do. They've got a terrific defense. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, but no, I'm... 
you know, I think Purdy is a great story. But am I going to throw him all of a sudden as one of the top quarterbacks coming into the postseason? And he's he creates the most balance for the most for the San Francisco 49. No, he'd be stupid to do that. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. We'd love to talk to you. By all means, uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Pindell, a quality machining manufacturing company. They are based right here in Wisconsin. Good company to work for, too. Uh, I've known a few people that have gone there. They've gotten trained. They went from the mechanical uh, side of things to the robotic side of things. They got trained on it. They love it. They enjoy it. They get some great benefits and above average pay. Uh, and that's what it's all about. And they started actually building their their life moving forward from that. So if you're looking for a terrific company to work for, that is Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L.com, Pindell.com. Or if you're looking for a great company to work with, uh, say you need machining parts and such here in the state of Wisconsin or within the sound of my voice. That's another reason to look into it. Go to Pindell.com, P-I-N-D-E-L.com, Pindell.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.